Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. It's 2023, and in this episode, we're going to consider some of the key HR trends for the year ahead, and we're going to ask if skills are more important than experience. My guest this time is Tom Hark, founder of the HR Trend Institute. Widely regarded as one of the world's most influential HR thinkers, Tom has worked in senior HR positions at Arcadis, Fugro, KPMG, Aon, and Philips Electronics. Through his insights and expertise, Tom helps organizations navigate the constantly evolving HR landscape and stay ahead of the latest trends. In his engaging and interactive presentations, Tom inspires and motivates HR professionals and business leaders to drive change and achieve success. Hey, Tom, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the HR Chat Show today. Hey, thank you for having me, Bill. So, Tom, beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you start by taking a minute or two and introducing yourself. Don't tell people yet about the HR Trend Institute. We'll get into that in just a moment. But tell folks a bit about you, your career background, and why you love this space. All right. So I, I'm Tom Haak. I'm, I'm Dutch. I uh, work out of the Netherlands. My background is in, uh, in HR. Uh, I studied uh, psychology and I've worked for various uh, big uh, companies in, in, in HR, like Philips Electronics, KPMG, Aon Insurance Brokers. And the last time I was uh, on the payroll, I was the global head of HR for Arcadis, which is an engineering uh, company. Uh, outside, you could say work, I'm, I'm a keen uh, runner and photographer. So that's how I uh, spend my spare time and some bridge on the side as well. I, I I like HR, I love HR, and uh, well, I try to inspire people, uh, yeah, ab- ab- about things that can be different, and uh, well, hopefully uh, they, they learn something from that. Wonderful, thank you very much. And um, listeners, if you're not familiar with Tom and his content, please do check it out. Um, I, w- I was watching some videos yesterday with Tom. He's, he's a great presenter, they're very engaging, and you learn lots. So do check them out. Um, hey, Tom, tell me now a little bit about the, the HR Trend Institute. Uh, what's the mission? What, what do you guys try to do in terms of helping the world of work? Yeah, the in- HR Trend Institute, you could say, studies trends in the domain of people and organizations. And, and the main objective is to spread the knowledge and inspire people, especially people in HR, uh, that life in and around organizations can be both more effective but also a lot more fun so inspire people with the trends so that they can use the trends to increase the impact of hr in their organizations and uh, we we don't do consultancy we don't do uh, other things our main you could say products is sharing knowledge in various ways uh, videos uh, speeches keynotes uh, podcasts whatever you like okay Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, Now then, as part of my homework ahead of this interview today, I was all over your social profiles, sir. And um, I came across a video 
that you shared on LinkedIn called The End of Diplomas, which I think as we record this episode today at the very beginning of December 2022, uh, was only published a couple of days ago, I think. So it was called The End of Diplomas. And uh, you were talking about how you were chatting to a few different professors from different places and they had their own perspectives on diplomas and their usefulness. Um, my question for you is is quite a simple one, but also a very complicated one, I think. Um, are, are diplomas still relevant for candidates? Yeah, and I think the, 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 the trend is clearly that diplomas are becoming less and less relevant. And uh, uh, as you said, I was discussing with uh, various uh, professors and, and there was an English professor and she said, uh, well, uh, hey, you Dutchmen, I hear you talking about diplomas all the time in the UK. They are not so important anymore. Eh? But in the Netherlands, uh, still, eh, if you have an academic background and you are uh, uh, have a master and uh, your status is a lot higher than if you have a have done a vocational education, so, uh, but it's changing. So I think it it it, it comes, yeah, let's say it, it it fits with the trend eh, to look less at jobs, look less at diplomas, but look more at the skills. So skills as the main building block of you could say HR and the building block of organizations. So look at the skills people have, and then what you do is you look. And you try to find out what skills do people have today. And it doesn't matter where they come from or how long their experience is or what their diploma is. The question is, can they show that they master certain skills now? And then hopefully you also can find out whether they are able to acquire new skills very quickly. As a listener of the HR Chat Podcast, you might be interested in ways to make digital HR simple and streamlined. Founded in 2008, Applaud is the workforce experience layer driven by a mission to create HR technology focused completely on the employee. Applaud's layer is designed to support your existing HR services, reigniting your existing HR technology to deliver one united workforce experience. Learn more at applaudhr.com. Okay, so my follow-up question to that, I guess, is is why? What why, why focus more on skills than than experience? You know, what 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 what's changed in the last two or three years, Tom? That that means that companies are focusing on skills, and therefore, on the basis of that, they're saying, okay, well, th this person has these skills. It's probably fair to say that they can they can adapt and learn these other skills, which will fit in with our company culture, etc. What what what's the reason for that? Is is it largely because it's tough to find the right people and therefore you've got, you've got to be a bit more um, creative in terms of identifying the potential of candidates or is it something else? Well, there are several reasons for this. One reason is that, that organizations are changing and organizations have changed. In the past, organizations were a lot more static and did not change so fast. Eh? We all know organization structures, organization charts uh, that were rather you could say static today most organizations are organized around teams flexible teams uh, or organized around projects and there you continuously yeah need to be able to build teams around the tasks at hand and then doing that around jobs makes you not very flexible eh? so uh, uh, so it's pushed by changing shapes of organizations 
but as a consequence, and and you and, and you talked about that, you are able to be a lot more creative on the labor market, and you are able to use the potential of people a lot better. So instead of looking for a job, and generally in the job, you say we are looking for a person who can do A, B, C, and D. And then you say, oh, okay, we cannot find them. There's a war for talent, blah, blah, blah. But if you say, well, let's look separately. Let's look for people who master B. Yeah. Then you you can widen your horizon. You say, okay, we have people who can do B. We have other people who can do C, other people who can do D. And then we can put them together in a team if we need uh, all those skills. And then we are a lot more flexible. Also for the potential of people. Yeah? If I can master A, B, C, yeah, uh, but I also can do D, then 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 in teams, uh, 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 well, I can use all my potential instead only the uh, only the skills that are required of me in a certain job. Well, the last remark about this is it also helps a lot with diversity because on the labor market there are a lot of people with you could say focused skills. And they are very good in doing D, very good. But maybe they are not a good team worker. Maybe they can not do other things. But if you can hire them for D, well, then you have fantastic employees. So diversity helps as well. This is why I invited Tom onto the podcast, listeners, because he's awesome and he knows his stuff and he delivers it in an amazing way. Um, hey Tom, on December 7th, 2022, you delivered a webinar called Top HR Trends for 2022. And that was for the Coaching for Ukraine project powered by Academy Ocean. Uh, tell us tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so, uh, well, there's a group of HR professionals in, in the Ukraine and uh, they are organizing in the difficult situation in the Ukraine. They are still continuing to educate their uh, 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 professionals, the HR professionals in Ukraine. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very keen to participate in that and help those people in their difficult situation to learn about the new trends. Although uh, you might say, is it appropriate to talk about certain trends when 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 the people in are uh, are in those dire circumstances? But that's what it is. The days of matching web keyword searches with resumes and job descriptions is over. It's all about cultural fit. WorkZinger empowers job seekers looking for jobs and employers looking for new hires to have thoughtful and insightful conversations, making the recruiting process more successful for both sides. Learn more at WorkZinger.com. Okay, thank you very much. So... Uh, it would be remiss of me, Tom, um, given who you are and what you guys do, not to see if we can get some predictions from you and some some outlooks for for twenty twenty three. What what do you see as the most important trend for next year? Well, I think uh, one, one one obvious trend, uh, uh, and it's on our list, is that that uh, 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 organizations are expected to help their employees to help the other people connected to the organizations in their difficult situations and there are many people who, who have financial issues there are people in in other difficult circumstances and they are looking at their organizations and, and asking organizations hey can you 
help me. And that help can be financially, but it can also be in other ways. Uh, it, 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 it can be by giving people food. That, 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 that might sound very simple, but in some cases that helps. It might also be uh, to change the pay schedule uh, instead of paying monthly, paying weekly or bi-weekly so that, uh, uh, well, uh, at least the effect of inflation is a little bit less. So it's an obvious trend, but I think uh, a very important uh, uh, trend uh, uh, at, this, uh, at this moment. Yeah, you've just hit on something that I've, I've been asking a lot of my guests about uh, recently. You know, the fact is it's a dire outlook for, for many countries for next year and possibly 2024 as well. Um, I'm, I'm acutely aware of that as someone who spends quite a lot of my time in the UK these days as well. Um, it's, are you seeing then that employees are now more interested perhaps in, in monetary incentives as opposed to say earlier this year in 2021, where it was more about other types of benefits. It was more about um, childcare, it was more about um, flexible hours, it was more about um, uh, time off, it was more about uh, in investment in in um, one's mental health. It, have we come back to the nuts and bolts, so to speak, of ultimately people go to work because they, they need money and they need money more than ever. So that's their number one incentive in 2023. Yeah, I think th 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 that's a very varied picture. So it's not once it, 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 it varies. Eh? So, of course, uh, uh, if you are, uh, we talked about Ukraine, eh? uh, there the first question is, do we have electricity? Eh? So uh, 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 do we have power? Do we have heat? So those are very fundamental needs. I think uh, uh, if you look at it, uh, to most of the Western world, uh, well, the circumstances are still very good. And uh, uh, there are many, many people for, for whom money is not an issue. So, so I think that should be varied. And one of the, the trends we put on our list for 2023, and we call that uh, knowledge workers are not the center of the universe. And I think that's related to your question, because sometimes it seems in the last years that in our bubble, uh, it seemed like everybody was a knowledge worker. We talked about, oh, can you work hybrid and the hybrid worker solutions and, and happiness? What about happiness? But if you look where people are employed, generally more than half of the people are employed in, in, in sectors like manufacturing, like retail, like transportation, like uh, uh, healthcare. Many of those people, yeah, they, or, or they are... Uh, uh, delivering packages to people's homes. They are working in, in terrible warehouses. Uh, they are uh, loading uh, luggage onto airplanes. And many people in those type of sectors, and we should not forget them. And for, for many of those people, it's yes, it's money, but it's also work circumstances. Can I work safely? Uh, uh, am I respected by the people I work uh, with? Uh, am I offered learning opportunities? So uh, it's very important that we give in the coming year more attention to the people in those type of jobs, the people at the front, uh, the people who are making sure that we have a comfortable life. Okay, so in terms of your 2023 trends report then, uh, one one area that you, you focus on is the productivity puzzle. This is intriguing, Tom. Can you can you tell our listeners all about the productivity puzzle? Yeah, and I, I uh, unfortunately I don't know the solution eh, to the productivity puzzle, <laughs> <laughs> but it's very intriguing that uh, uh, 
we have spent a lot of time on automation, eh? uh, a lot of time, uh, a lot of money in technology. Uh, we, we have rearranged organizations. We have transformed organizations. There's the whole digital. So, so many things happened. But if you look how productivity is uh, uh, developing, well, it's kind of stalling. It's growing a little bit, eh? but not as much as you would expect. So you see productivity plateauing and you still see many people who complain that they have to work too hard. Eh? There, there are many people uh, with burnouts there, uh, and many people, if you ask them, uh, uh, what about your workload? They say, oh, I'm so super busy, busy, busy. Uh, so, so that's a puzzle. Why, why is that? Why are we not in the circumstances of the four hour workday eh? that we are relaxed and uh, technology is helping us and, and, and we are really doing our jobs fantastically while productivity has increased a lot? And, uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, there are, are several reasons for this, but this is the puzzle. And I think we see it appearing more and more on the agenda also because of the, the, the shortage of people. And we have to find a solution because the long-term trends are clearly uh, uh, almost everywhere uh, that uh, the, the population is, is, is getting older and older less people available on, 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 on the labor market. Uh, so we have to solve it. Yes, let, let's expand on that a little bit more, if you don't mind, Tom. What, what is that effect of, you know, at, at the moment, we're, we're at the height of the, uh, the resignations of the boomers, the largest generation. Um, we've got, we've got uh, Gen Zers or Zoomers, as some people call them, coming in, but um, they're coming to an office where a lot of people don't work in the office anymore, so they're not getting the same uh, mentorship, perhaps, and coaching as before. But what, what is that squeeze at, at the top level and the bottom level of the generations there? What's, what's that doing to pressures to to ensure that productivity levels don't fall. Well, I think we we should be careful with the the yes, yes of course uh, all the people that they, they leave the labor for uh, labor force so that that's absolutely an issue. Uh, we should be be careful with with uh, with the generational issue. Uh, generations are, are 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 yeah maybe not so different, and and within generations we find a lot of differences as well. So, but. Um, uh, we, we focus too much still, I would say, on on headcount. Yes? You, you, you see in many organizations still about headcount. We have too many people. We have to reduce the people. But at the same time, we need more people. But we know uh, if you ask people in organizations, is your potential used to the maximum? Most people will say, absolutely not. I'm very busy but my potential is not used to the maximum. And that's not, you, you, let's say, a couple of percent, but that's 30, 40 percent of people say, oh, I can do a lot more, I could do different things. So this means, uh, last year we called our trend report from adaptation to transformation, and I think that is still very valid. We have to transform the workplace, and we are still kind of adapting it's a lot of focus on efficiency squeezing the last elements out of the, the city but we have to do things totally differently and and in technology you see that there's a lot of talk about technology yes of course it helps with automation but now is the time to talk about augmentation how can we use technology to really enhance the capabilities of people enormously and uh, 
so I think that's part of the, the productivity puzzle we, we talked about, but it's also part of that we have not really transformed the workplace yet. So there is room for transformation and hopefully, uh, well, you go, these times will help to force the transformation as the COVID crisis in a way uh, uh, helps well, to, to set the first steps in the transformation as well, because we were forced to do things differently. Tom, I am sad to tell you that we are almost out of time for this particular episode because uh, I am listening and I am learning, sir. Um, but before we do wrap up for today, how can our listeners connect with you, learn more about you? So is that LinkedIn? Do you want to share your email? Are you really cool and all over TikTok? Who knows? And also, <laughs> of course, <laughs> how can... Uh... Uh, I, I closed down, I must admit, my, my Twitter and Facebook account recently. So, But uh, we, we can be found on, on the website of the HR Trend Institute, hrtrendinstitute.com. Link to me or to, uh, to Natal Denk. She is currently the director of the HR Trend Institute. And, and we make videos, as you said, on, on YouTube. So my YouTube channel, Tom Haak on YouTube, I try to produce more videos, not 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 uh, all the time, but uh, I, I like to make some videos. So there's different ways to find out more. And, and there's a lot, it's a lot of fun as well. I, 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 we like to do it and uh, we should, we, 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 we can use some humor in the field as well. Listeners, please do check out uh, the content produced by HR Trend Institute. It's awesome. And by the way, I'm, I'm interviewing Natal Dank uh, in about a week or two, I think, on this show. So depending on, on the order of uh, how this episode goes out and, and the interview with, with Natal, um, there'll be another one that complements it, I guess. Um, oh, absolutely. So and Natal is great. So uh, <laughs> good that you have her on the show. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Tom, it's been my absolute pleasure to have you on as a guest on the HR Chat Show. Thank you for having me. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.